Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back and uh, I'm ready to talk. Ready to talk to you guys. So welcome. It's Friday. Uh, it's Halloween weekend. Halloween is on Sunday. And uh, if you listened to my last episode, you know that I love the month of October and I like Halloween and I just, I like the lead up into Halloween and I like all the spooky things, but uh, it's almost over. I always get kind of bummed after Halloween's over because I do really love the whole month of October and the whole vibe it brings with it. But I also really love the the Christmas season and the vibe that that brings to you so it's fine um I'm not a person that moves right into Christmas though after after Halloween really after Thanksgiving is when the Christmas vibes start coming in hard so for me anyway I don't like to start too early it's too much it's too much so but okay so I I like to celebrate Halloween, but I like to celebrate it in a more introverted fashion. Um, I I don't really, you know, need all of the extroverted social types of celebrations. And, you know, with a pandemic going on, I've sort of not had any social obligations because everyone's been staying home. I mean, the pandemic's been awful, but, like, I feel like sometimes I I appreciate the one perk of, of everyone just staying at home. Um, but as we're all getting vaccinated and emerging out of our little cocoons that we've built, uh, there are, you know, the social gatherings are starting to, starting to come back. People are starting to get together again. And, uh it's, it's happening guys. My fiance has been invited to a Halloween party. Um, and I guess as an extension of their invite, I've been invited to, um, and this is a party, um, being put on by one of my fiance's classmates. So, um, they know this person pretty well and I'm, I'm, assuming like a lot of the other classmates will be there as well. So they're going to know some of the people there, but I will not know any of the people there. And situations like that are really hard for me. Um, I can handle a party. Like I don't mind a good, like a good party at someone's house. If I know some of the people, like a good a good amount of people who are going to be there. And if I feel comfortable with them, like those people, then that's good. Um, but when we start getting into social gatherings and situations where I don't really know anyone there, or if I do know them, it's not people that I'm comfortable around. Um, that's when it starts to turn from like fun to not fun. (laughs) So, um, Although my partner has told me, like, I understand if you don't want to go, I, you know, you don't have to, whatever. Um, I, I still am not sure if I'm going to go or not, because uh, although I've been trying to give myself more <sighs> more leeway, I guess, with my decisions or make my decisions from a different 
perspective now knowing that I'm autistic and being like okay you know these types of things just aren't my thing and they can sometimes be very stressful or very draining um and just give myself permission based on that to not do it but then there's this other part of me that's like (sighs) it's hard to I guess when I think about it there have been times when I've attended a thing that I didn't want to attend And I actually ended up having a positive experience. So I'm always really afraid of like limiting myself um, based on like my presumptions of how something might be or might feel. Um, So that's kind of a hard line for me to walk right now. I'm like, okay, I could go and unexpectedly like have a really good time. Like what if there's someone there who I like really enjoy and, you know, have a good conversation with or whatever. Uh... (laughs) That doesn't usually happen, though. That's not the way it normally goes. It normally goes that I feel super awkward the whole time. I don't know how to stand or where to sit or who to look at or what to do. I try and find, like, a food table I can stand by or, like, a balcony I can go on or an animal I can hang out with. Like, something, you know. Oh, God, even just thinking about it. Lord, help me. So, um... (laughs) So this leads me to my topic for today, which is drugs and alcohol, substances, substance use, substance abuse, as related to my experience uh, as an autistic person, as a neurodiverse person. But I believe that um, a lot of my past substance use issues uh, are related to my autism and Um, I don't know if I would have connected these dots eventually on my own, but luckily I didn't have to because I saw this video on YouTube that really enlightened me to this. It is, um, a video of a presentation by this woman named Sarah Hendricks, and she's autistic, and she talks about, um, I don't remember the name of the video, but it's something like Autism in Females, What's the Difference? Um, although I'm not really super the more I learn about autism the more I'm like not super into ascribing certain traits to certain genders um but I do realize that more women have been missed because of these atypical presentations so anyway I can I can appreciate that so in her video this is my favorite video that I've ever watched about autism just because I felt like she was exactly telling my story I was like are you talking about me have you like what (laughs) it was, it was uncanny and it was, it was very eye-opening. And I remember crying after I listened to it the first time, because this is before I was diagnosed. This is when I was first just suspecting and listening to this woman speak. Just, I felt like she diagnosed me right there. I was just like, and I went to my partner and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to send you this link to this video. You need to watch it. Like I, I'm definitely this, like seals the deal like she's talking about me and um so I will I'll link that video in the show notes actually so if you guys haven't seen it you can find it but it's great anyway so she talks about substance abuse in the video and that's sort of what made that light bulb moment happen for me where I was like because that's one of the things that I was confused about when I was first trying to think about you know like am I autistic am I not and like uh 
I used to like in my teens and twenties, um, I'm going to come clean here, guys. I was kind of a partier. (laughs) I really went down like, you know, I know a lot of people in their, in their teens and twenties party, whatever, but I really went down like a wrong path with it for a while. Um, I think what happened was, is like, I finally found a group of people that kind of accepted me. These were like, more of okay so I got into the rave scene that's one thing like and the rave scene I I have to say like the rave scene is very accepting at least it used to be back when I was in it I don't know what it's like today at all this was like 20 years ago um I don't know what it's like now but like back then it was all about peace and love and unity and respect and all kinds of different walks of life all sorts of different people. And, um, I just felt drawn to that community, I think for that reason, but obviously within the rave community, there is a lot of, um, drug use, like party drugs. Um, so, and I felt accepted by that group, but I'll also like something that a lot of the people that I was hanging out with during that period of my life, um, one thing that we all had in common was that we liked to party, right? So, but this gave me like a group. Now, it wasn't a friendship group. It wasn't a group based on like any sort of deep connection or anything that I would look for in a friendship now, but it was a sense of belonging. And, uh, that's something that I never really had before. Now, if we rewind a little bit back to my high school years, um, you know, I started around the age of 15, I think of just like experimenting here and there with like drugs and alcohol and really kind of noticing, um, how free I felt when I was using these things. Like I was extroverted. I was talkative. I felt comfortable. Like, my anxiety was gone. I mean, of course you're altered, you know, like this is what these things do. They reduce your inhibitions or take them away altogether. Um, so I think it all just kind of drew me in. And now looking back, it makes so much sense. Just like so many other things. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, of course, because it always seemed kind of odd to me that, um, you know, I really enjoyed doing these things, but I never had like a craving for them. It's not like even alcohol, like something that was easy to obtain. I never bought alcohol like to keep in my house. I never drank at home. I never like not even wine, nothing. Like I never thought about doing drugs at home. Like on, on the days where I like, wasn't going out. I mean, I was a mom by this time already. It's like, I was working, I was being a mom, like I was being a functioning member of society as much as possible. Um, but it's only when I was going out in these types of situations where I was like, okay, I'm ready to party. Like, give me, give me some ecstasy, give me some mushrooms, give me some alcohol. Like, you know, I, I need something. And it's like so obvious now why I was doing that. And what makes it even more obvious is that when I stopped doing all of that stuff, I think I was around, um, I think it was when I was about 25 or so. Um, 
I stopped doing drugs altogether. Um, had a bad experience, not me personally, but with someone who I knew and was really close to, um, had a bad experience while I was with them and it was very scary and it made it very real to me kind of like that I was playing with fire. Like this person did all the same things that I did and that could have been me and I had a child and I was just like, I should be more responsible. Like, what am I doing? Um, so no more drugs from that point on for me ever again. Like I still haven't even thought about touching anything like that. I can't say I haven't thought about it because you know what guys, a good mushroom trip (laughs) is splendid. And maybe one day I will, I will, indulge in in that again I don't know I can't I can't say for sure because I am really freaked out about drugs now ever since that happened I'm just like nope so I stopped I I was just like done and so that was that was the turning point there but I still had alcohol even though I didn't like drinking it felt safer to me than drugs because it's like I have a lot more control like this is sold at the store it's not illegal that makes it um, safer on one level, but on, on another level, it's like, I can really control how much I'm, I'm putting in my body. I know what's, you know, how much I should and shouldn't drink. Um, you know, like you can control how drunk you get if you're careful, especially, which I always was, it was like, I don't like being drunk, drunk. I I never liked the feeling of being super out of control or especially hangovers, you know, my emetophobia, I'm not going to drink to the point where I know I'm going to throw up because I really hate feeling nauseous or throwing up. So, but I'm a lightweight when it comes to alcohol. So like half of a beer was really enough for me to just like loosen up and, you know, it was a good social lubricant for me. So here's where it gets tricky though for me is that alcoholism runs really strong in my family on both sides but um I have a parent who's an alcoholic so and I grew up in that environment and it started even though I was never like a heavy drinker and I was always really conscientious of how much I was drinking I think because subconsciously I was like this is a thing that I don't ever want to abuse um it got to a point where I was like you know what I don't really even like drinking. I don't like the taste of alcohol. I don't really like the way it makes me feel. Um, Even though it does help me be more outgoing, I just, I don't like the feeling of even being buzzed. I don't know what it is about it. I just, I don't know. I don't like the way my body and my mind feel. Um, So I decided just to stop doing that too. I think it was about a year later, maybe two years later. Maybe I was about like 27 or so maybe even 28. I don't really remember. Um, but it was in my late twenties that I was like, all right, I'm done drinking like forever. Like I'm just done. And I haven't touched a drink since then. And it's, it's just cause I don't want to. It's not because I ever felt like I had a problem or an addiction where like, if I did anything again, I would go back into some like spiral or anything like that. Like I know that addiction is a thing and it's a, it's a disease and it's a, like I said, like I, I know this firsthand from my family, but, um, but I didn't ever miss it. I, I haven't ever missed it. Not a single day. I've never been like, oh, I miss having beer or I miss having this or I wish I could have a drink or, 
you know, it's just never, I've never felt the absence. Um, but I do know that around the same time I stopped drinking was around the same time that I really started, um, having a lot more social difficulties. So what happened was, I lost all of the friends that I was having during that period of my life. Uh, just because we, like I said, like these weren't deep connections. We didn't really have anything in common, these people and I. It was just, we were party friends, right? It was like a, it was a very superficial relationship that sort of hinged on the fact that everyone was getting messed up. Um, so, and I also kind of lost my desire. It's like, what am I going to do now with these people? Like, I'm like, I don't, have any desire to hang out with them and you know part of it was like I just wanted to have people and I think in that point in my life where I was kind of reevaluating a lot of things I was like yeah these people aren't the like I shouldn't sacrifice the quality of relationships I'm having just for the sole purpose of being around people like saying I have quote unquote friends. So, um, but then the social struggles really started and I, and I found myself, um, without very many friends at all and having a hard time figuring out even who I was or what I liked to do that, what type of people did I enjoy being around? Like it was a very weird, um, experience to all of a sudden just be like oh my gosh like I I'd never really had social experiences without some sort of substance so it was like a whole new realm to me and uh it took actually several years before I I'm gonna take a sip of water sorry there we go. My throat was getting dry. Um, it took several years before I started figuring out who I was and who, the type of people that I wanted to be around. And I, and I sort of, I found a few people that I really enjoyed and, and I, I've still occasionally had the problem of like feeling a little bit left out because people like it's it's a cultural thing like the people who I've found who I enjoy are not sober and so these people do still enjoy like oh well like we're gonna go out here or we're gonna do this or we're gonna go and it's all like places where it's like a bar or something and I'm just like ah like I don't have anything to do at a bar I don't want to go to a bar a bar is very uncomfortable for me unless I'm drinking and I don't want to drink so it can be isolating um in that way and just like I don't know. I don't know. I I just I do know that I'm much happier <laughs> now because um I feel like I'm being more true to myself uh and I wasn't really me when I was doing those things and going out like when I was drunk or when I was high it's like that wasn't really me. That was intoxicated Melissa. And 
if those people who knew me as intoxicated Melissa were to try and like hang out with me not intoxicated, it would have been a totally different person. <laughs> you know, it's like, like, who, who are you really? Like, I don't know. So, and this is not me in any way trying to like shame anyone who uses substances like alcohol. I know a lot of people like smoke pot and it's really beneficial for them. And like, even things like mushrooms or psilocybin are coming to the to the forefront of things where it's like being used for mental health reasons and all of that. So um, I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum. I'm not trying to like poo-poo on your party and be like, eh, substances are bad and you shouldn't use them and it's not really you. This is like all me from my own personal experience. Um, and I have no problem with what anyone else does, obviously. Like I just said, I have people in my life who drink and who go out and who do those things and it's like whatever it's fine it's just for me it's not a good it's not a good thing for me and it's not a good idea but um on on days like today where I'm like I'm going to a party possibly later where I don't know anyone and man it would be easy if I still drank not saying I miss it not saying I'm craving it or wanting it because I don't but that was my that was my way that was my workaround you know that was my accommodation as unhealthy as it may have been for me um so now I just need to make new accommodations or just allow myself to decline these invitations uh so I don't know what I'm gonna do about the party tonight um Maybe I'll drive separately from my fiance and, and, uh, if I want to leave before they do, then maybe I can just leave. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my story. I, it's, it's a little bit of a vulnerable thing to talk about because it does feel like a very different person. I feel like I don't know the person I was in my teens and twenties. I look back and I'm like, was that me? Is this the same person? Cause I just, I feel like I, I'm totally different now. And I, I look back and I just, ah, I was just very kind of lost and all over the place and, and just wanting to find my place in the world and belong and fit in and, and have fun and like have the life experience that I thought I was supposed to be having that I saw everyone around me having. And, you know, as I grow older, that kind of stuff is a lot less important to me. You know, your I think your values just change as you get older. And of course you start to know yourself better and start to see things more clearly. Um, I do know that there are a lot of people in their twenties that have their shit super together. I have some friends that are in their twenties who I look at them and I'm like, my God, how do you have it so much together? Cause when I was in my 20s, I did not have it together. I did not have any self-awareness, it seems. I did not have... I, I don't know what was going on, guys. I, like I said, I was lost. Um, or maybe it's a generational thing, you know, the people that I know that are in their 20s now, like, uh, it's a different world now than it was for me 20 years ago when I was in my 20s. It's like, 
there's so much more awareness surrounding so many things and I, I just feel like people who are in their even their teens now but especially in their 20s now are like so much more advanced and self-aware than me and my friends were back then my lord um so anyway I wonder what your guys's experiences are with substances is anyone else like me and as like a super 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 sensitive Nelly when it comes to um substances too anything I've ever done like including like medicinal things like um like if I've ever got I hate taking pain medication because it really just even if I take half the dose or a quarter of the dose like I have such a low tolerance for everything you guys half a beer I'm like super buzzed um half a Vicodin I'm like drooling all over myself and feeling like I would like to take like a 30 year long nap like even a Benadryl like if I take a Benadryl I will be sleepy for like two days I don't know what's going on caffeine I can't do caffeine cannot drink coffee can barely even drink uh tea that has caffeine in it green tea or black tea like mm -mm, it's too much so um I, I wonder if anyone else out there is like this too and uh what's your guys's experience with this Ben uh I wish I had a different crutch that could help me through, but, uh, <laughs> you know, not everything can be easy and that's just the reality of life. Sometimes you just gotta figure out how to get through situations and, uh, yeah, yeah, just sometimes it's not easy guys. Moral of the story. So anyway, thanks for letting me ramble on and get all of that out there off my chest and, uh, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go contemplate about and obsess about <laughs> whether or not I'm going to go to this party tonight and uh, TBA. I'll let you guys know if you follow on the Instagram page. Um, maybe I'll post a picture if I go or if I don't. Surprise, you'll get to know <laughs> if I post a picture looking um, miserable at a party. You'll know I went. I don't know that I'm going to be miserable Look at me. I am making a uh, prediction that might not be true. I'm making an assumption. I'm going to try not to do that. Okay. Or I could be at home in my jammies with my dogs. That sounds nice, actually. Anyway, so the Instagram page, I will put the info for that. I will put the email address in the show notes and so if you guys want to reach out you can I'll also link uh that Sarah Hendricks video for you guys it was a really 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 good one I love her so much and she's super funny and I just I feel like she is me in about 10 years I don't know how much older than me she is I think she's in her 50s so me in 10 years I am Sarah Hendricks in 10 years okay guys thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time bye